Caustic Soda is made possible in part by the Howard P. Lovecraft Foundation, the Corporation for Morbid Podcasting, and listeners like you. Why not visit causticsodapodcast.com slash support and buy every t-shirt in every size in every color. Then you can make a quilt. FEMA's top advice for disaster preparedness. Never sleep. I'm Torrin Atkinson. If you build a man-made lake with an earthen retaining wall, you're a damn fool. I'm Joe Fulgham. I'm happier than a pig in gum boots? I'm Kevin Leeson, and this is Caustic Soda. Mudslides. Mudslides. Uh, much like what Torn drank during the alcohol episode. Right? That was a mud shake. Mud shake, mud slide, same diff, right? You shake the mud and then it starts sliding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like uh, you need mud and that you need a shake. That mud shake slid down my throat. Word origin, 14th century. The old English. From mud and slide. <laughs> <laughs> the sad part is you're not too far off the mark. <laughs> okay. The old English word for mud was fen, which now survives only in the sense of swamp. It was replaced in the Middle English period by mud, probably borrowing from Middle Low German muda. This goes back ultimately to a prehistoric base moo that has produced a range of words in Indo-European languages denoting dirt or wet. Uh. A really old word. People have had dirt and rain forever. <laughs> I would think that is probably one of the fr- – as, as human beings make that change from being dumb animals to sentient creatures, Yeah, probably one of the first words they come up with is mud. Because yeah, that's, so, what's, so that's all that's around. Some caveman was walking around somewhere, stepped in something, mud. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Meh. Yeah. And his buddy goes, meh, meh, <laughs> meh. And they just point at it, meh. That becomes the word. This episode is turning into a stupid fire movie from the 80s. Chariots quest for fire? Yeah. Or, yeah, chariots no. for the quest for fire? <laughs> I was going to say chariots of fire. Quest for the chariots of fire? Precisely. That needs to be a mashup. So uh, there's a uh, misophobia, which is a fear of dirt, but the fear of mud is mudphobia. That's easy to remember. Mudphobia. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's such like an old word, and it's got like a root in you know ancient language that you know it predates Latin. I'm it's guessing. its own Greek. Yeah. And the word is the, the word is so pithy and concise. It's not like, oh, we need different types of words to describe all these different types of mud. It's hey, just mud. There's a story, and we'll obviously put a link to this video on the website, com. <laughs> there's a story out of the BBC about a pig who is mud-phobic. It's, nice. it's adorable. Uh, uh, we've got a quote oh, here. It's so dirty. There's, there was a couple of pig farmers, and they, uh, you know, they take like all the little piglets and throw them in, get to an age where they can just throw them in the pen. And uh, they got a quote from the lady of the manor, the pig farming manor. Debbie says, she just stood in a corner shaking while her brothers and sisters romped in the mud. But we noticed that if we moved her to a dry patch, she was perfectly happy. Thank you, Mrs. Doubtfire. And (laughs) her husband, Andrew, uh, added, we scratched our heads for a while and came up with the idea of having some boots custom made for her. Oh, pig boots. So they uh, galoshes. They, they made her galoshes. Cloven galoshes. There's, there's a video. <laughs> there's a video of this piglet running around with little rubber boots on its feet, and it's happy as a pig and shit. <laughs> happy as a pig, not in shit. It's breaking all the stereotypes. I love it. Does pig have a name? Cinders. You go, pig. I wonder if uh, if the fear of mud makes it taste better when it's bacon. Yeah, I think uh, bacon is just awesome, and it will never cease to be awesome, and there's nothing you can do to make it awesomer. But bacon, like, laced with fear. <laughs> mm, fear bacon. <laughs> also known as quaking. <laughs> I like that. 
Uh, mudslides are moving rivers of rock, soil, and water. They're often triggered by storms, volcanic activity. Oh, this is going to be one of my quizzes. Do you want to name the top five causes of mudslides? Rain. Well, storms. Okay, storms, that's number okay. one for sure. Earthquakes. Earthquakes. Those are on there. Volcanoes. Volcanoes. Flood. Well, flood is storms. Flood. Well, rain. I would think from like uh, you know a river overflowing, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, or dam like, bursting. Like dam bursting, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jehovah. The, technically, the, Jehovah. usually, usually though, when you have that much water involved, it doesn't de- devolve to a mudslide. Usually, oh, okay. it's just a massive flood. Because I, I actually, in researching this, there was a lot of problems differentiating between floods and mudslides and, and floodslides and, and landslides. Yeah, and landslides and like what would actually constitute yeah. a mudslide and what would be. Yeah. So there was definitely some blurring lines there, so we're going to have some probably. I know what else causes mudslide. Mm-hmm. Immodest dress in women. <laughs> How very Victorian of you. <laughs> but the one that you guys seem to, that you guys kind of blazed over is uh, mismanagement of the land by oh, humans. Oh, yeah. Uh, like sort of un- doing property development and yeah. uh, cutting down all the trees, all the trees that yeah. kept all the, le- the earth in place. Yeah. And, Mining and all the rest of that stuff that you undermine the the soil. And Those the unsightly trees ruining my view of the valley below that I'm going to be in in about two years yeah. after the hard rains oh, come down. I love it when they do it as a property development and all the houses are at the bottom of that hill that they completely like dug away at and you know so that inevitably when the mudslide comes it lands directly on the homes. Yep. Mudslides are also known as landslides, mudflows, and slurries. And debris can travel several miles from starting point. The difference between a landslide and a mudslide? Landslide is a general term referring to all types of surface movement, particularly avalanches involving the mass movement downhill of soil, rock, or snow under the action of gravity. Mm-hmm. Landslide and avalanches in particular can be devastating in terms of human life and general destruction. Mudslides are caused by unusually heavy rain or a sudden thaw. They consist mainly of mud and water plus fragments of rock and other debris. They can move houses off their foundations or bury a place within minutes. There's a, a wide variety of different kinds of mudslides in because you'll have different water content. Like mm-hmm. You'll have uh, like almost a flood, barely. But got it's dirty. Dirt, it's dirty, really dirty There's water. It's a viscosity yeah, issue. And, and then material where it's like wet soil or sandy sediment, silt, dirt, rock, debris, volcanic ash, pyroclastic mm. flow from our volcano, volcano episode, plants and sometimes even trees. And then, of course, in length, duration, and, and size, okay. uh, total mass, because, of course, you can have the one that's very low-lying, like it's only like an inch thick but very right. long, right. as opposed to some of the videos that we'll post on the website actually have entire mountainsides, kind of all right. moving as one sure. 20, 30 feet high. And, and, uh, and then velocity, how it picks up speed, because, of course, that's going to have a major effect on the kind of damage that it does to the country. Absolutely. The I, oh, no, the mud is coming very, very away. slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here after I finish this coffee. I think it's pretty clear what a mudslide is constitutes. I think so. All right. What do you think the largest mudslide death toll in recorded human history has been? How many people do you think it took out? I'm going to say 150,000. No, it's, it's less than that. Like, oh, okay. like I said, that that's sort of yeah. in, in the flood range. The floods are the most deadliest of the But if the uh, flood was flow. muddy, there could be an argument that it was a mudslide. <laughs> There's a lot of arguments on a lot of different websites about which accidents constituted a mudslide and which didn't and right. what is a flood and what's a mudslide and what was just an earthquake and all the rest of that stuff. But it seems pretty universal that the deadliest by far was the Vargas mudslide in Venezuela in 1999. 
Oh. This list, I think, is a conservative estimate. It clocks in at 20,000. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. some estimate as high as 50,000. 50, yeah, with those kind of disasters, it can often be hard to get an actual number because you just never find the bodies. Well, yeah, especially in a mudslide because you are you become literally buried under right. tons and tons of earth, right? It's not like a flood where the waters eventually recede and then, you know, maybe they got sucked out to sea or something like this, but you're literally buried alive. Buried alive. Recovery is, is very difficult, but the list of deadliest floods listed at 20,006. So it's a very specific number. So that may be what it ended up clocking in at. Mm. So, yeah, that was the, the Vargas mudslide in Venezuela. Can I guess the second one? Was it in the Soviet Union? Oh, you're talking about the 1949 one? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. It was listed on some lists and then not listed on others. Right. So it was, it's one of those ones that was it a flood or a mudslide or a flood, right? It actually doesn't appear at all on this comprehensive oh, list. Oh, okay. So how many people died in that one? 12,000. Yeah. 12,000. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Just for uh, perspective. The third is uh, in 1941 in Peru. The, I heard of that one too. The Kojup Valley landslide by massive avalanche where approximately 5,000 people were killed. That's a big dip, right? You go from 20 or 30,000 yeah. to 12,000 to 5,000. So in spite of the fact that there are a lot of landslides, it seems, and all over the world. Like, you know, you, uh, when, you, when we're talking in our tornado episode, you got Tornado Alley, right? Yeah. Like, you know, 90% of all the tornadoes that happen in the world happen in a very small geographic location. But, I mean, even just those top three, you've got Venezuela, you've got one in the Soviet Union, you've got one in Peru. Yeah. When you go over this comprehensive list, there are dozens of them in China and Japan. Like, mm. what they don't make up for in body count off the top, <laughs> they make up for in volume. Because right. uh, sort of in the top 50, there are easily 10 in China and, like, four or five in Japan. That are on the list. Yeah, well, I think what, what the secret is, is uh, you've got a lot of people, you've got a, a big population base yeah. living at the bottom of mountains and hillsides. Right. And like living... Sometimes on, it rains. In hillsides. And then you've got, you just have a, a heavy rain and yeah. the, it buries people. They're also flooding the sides of mountains growing rice. So they've got these huge patties full of mud Precisely. To grow rice in and then too much water. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's a uh, deadly combination. Of course, there's countless examples of so man-made structures that fail and then create a problem. So to get into specifics, uh, talk about the Vargas tragedy. I thought this one was really uh, interesting because uh, whole towns like Cerro Grande and Carmen de Uriah completely disappeared after mm-hmm. the event. And as much as 10% of the population of Vargas perished during the event. That's a lot of percents. Sean, if you knew 10 people, yeah. one of them's gone. Yeah, I mean, they've got a picture of uh, part of the Vargas state after the mudslides and you see like whole parts of these mountainsides just clear of foliage and all right. the rest of that stuff because that's where all the material came from, right? And I mean, you, you look at this picture and you look, it's incredibly mountainous, right? Mm-hmm. I think the, the, the secret to deadly mudslides, like you want the, the formula. For the highest body count? Mountainous region, large population living at the base of mountains. Yeah. The Vargas region seems to have the, the ocean on the other yeah, side exactly. of it. Yeah. So you're between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, like a rock we, and a we live watery in- place. <laughs> We live in BC, which, which many people would call a pretty mountainous place. But you look at this photo of Vargas uh, after the mudslide there, we don't live like right at the foot of yeah. enormous mountains. Like people, they, there's people mountains on the North Shore the do. Some, oh, that's true, they do. People on the North Shore do. So we we're idiots. <laughs> yeah. We're not suckers. suckers. Of course, we just said that. What if before this episode goes up, there's a horrible mudslide and they die? Won't we look like assholes? We will look like total jerks. We the love total you. The jerks that we are. Yeah, we love you, say, North Shore listeners. We, Don't die. We are assholes. 
Yeah, what? wasn't the original name of this podcast, Three Assholes, Talk About People Dying and Not Caring? <laughs> and cracking wise about it. Yeah. I'm glad we went for the pithier caustic soda. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a big history of mudslides in this area and all the rest of that stuff. And, of course, you know, they, they never do enough. There were sort of signs that this was all going to happen. And, yeah. you know, uh, nobody did anything about it. And it's, it's Superman's father and Krypton all over again. The it, planet's going to explode. La, 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 whatever. We'll deal with that when it comes. Did, did one Venezuelan put his son in a small boat and send him <laughs> off? Public service announcement. Oh. Plastic soda public service announcement. How to survive. How to survive. A mudslide. Well, actually, I have three sections. What to do before a mudslide. Oh. What to do during a mudslide. What to do after a mudslide. So yours is from FEMA. Mine's from the worst case scenario survival handbook. So uh, is yours uh, all during a mudslide survival? Maybe yes. I should start with the FEMA. Let's do the before. Sure, yeah. before. So before, go so about that's your everyday right life. Now. Yeah. So what we should be doing... Right now. Because, yeah. because we are follows. technically before a landslide. Yeah. Because okay. there will be one eventually. Do not build on or near steep slopes, close to mountain edges, near drainage ways, or natural erosion valleys. Don't live where it rains. <laughs> where, where mudslides would happen anyway. Right. That's a good tip. Sure. Take that to heart. I won't, I won't build any houses anywhere. How about that? And then it's got stuff like minimize the hazards in your home, like have flexible pipe fittings installed to avoid gas or water leaks. Uh, and in mudflow areas, build channels or deflection walls, plant ground cover on slopes and build retaining walls. So That avoid- seems like an awful lot of work, Kevin. <laughs> but here's the, here's the quiz part of it. Recognize landslide warning signs. Ooh. So what do you think the early warning signs of a, uh, of a landslide might be? That if you saw this in and around your home. In and around my home? Yeah, that landslides might be imminent. Besides the fact that it's been raining for 24 hours straight? <laughs> Yes, but that doesn't always lead to a mudslide. No, but it's a warning sign. <laughs> it is. It, well, that's a precursor. Okay. Uh, rumbling? Is there a rumbling? Is there a noise? One of the very last signs oh, okay. is uh, unusual sounds such as trees cracking or boulders knocking together, indicating oh, I know. moving debris. I know what it is. There's actually several of them. <laughs> it's all There's the rabbits many. in the area. Fuck off. Because <laughs> of their rabbit sense. The Watership it's Down? Ting- yeah. It's a scene from Watership Down once you see the rabbits fleeing Yeah, birds flying out of the forest. Well, it's stuff like, It's a little too quiet. <clears throat> they have stuff like doors or windows stick or jam for the first time. Mm. So like the ground is shifting underneath mm-hmm. your oh, building okay. and it's uh, no longer square or true as a, as a carpenter might say. Or a Spando Ballet might say. <laughs> I got a ticket to the world. Wow, Wow, that was so obscure. (laughs) That is pretty awesome. Oh, my God. Shoot that poison arrow right through my heart. New cracks appear in plaster tile brick or foundations. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. seems logical. Outside walls, walks, or stairs pull away from the building. Oh, shit. (laughs) I can't reach the stairway anymore. Is there a mudslide coming? That's awful peculiar. Oh, well, whatever. Bulging ground appears at the base of a slope. Mm. Sounds like my Friday night. Fences, retaining walls, utility poles, or trees tilt or move. Mm-hmm. Right. Once they, once your trees start to lean, I thought it was danger, just because it was windy out. A, a faint rumbling sound increases in volume and is noticeable as the landslide nears. Nice. Okay, so aside from that, the basic concept is the ground is moving. Yeah. And you'll notice effects from that. That's what you should be paying attention for prior to a mudslide. So really what you can do as an early warning system is stick a bunch of poles in your lawn. And once they start to lean... Boom, shakalaka. You run like the rabbits and wash it down. If if all of your uh, plastic pink flamingos (laughs) 
are listing <laughs> to one or, side. Or no longer in a perfect grid shape. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Torn, how do we survive uh, according to the worst case scenario handbook? Run perpendicular to the slide. You cannot outrace a mudslide. Run across the terrain and seek high ground. See, now this is something you see in movies all the time when people are trying to, like, a, if a tree falls. You see people run away from the tree falling straight rather away from the tree. Rather than out of the rather way. Rather than sidestepping out of the way. Avoid riverbeds. Okay. Yeah, just sort of the low ground. Well, there goes my Friday afternoon. <laughs> Seek shelter. If you do not have time to escape the slide, get inside a building, preferably one made of concrete, stone, or brick that has a foundation. Avoid mobile homes. <laughs> that's good advice even without a mudslide. Yeah. Like that's, that's good life advice. If you find yourself living in a mobile home. Avoid your own home. Cabins on concrete pilings and other structures that are not built into the ground as they cannot withstand the force of the debris flow and will likely be severely damaged or carried away. So avoid those as well. Although carried away might be safer than being buried alive. I don't know. It kind of like when you see videos of like homes being moved by mudslides, they kind of like crack and shatter and come to pieces and are pretty much destroyed within seconds. It's because they're partly stuck in the ground. If you make your building completely (laughs) free-floating, you can ride whatever happens to Just live in a hovercraft at all times. There you go. Houseboat. Surf on top of your mobile home. Move to an upper floor. Mud and debris may penetrate windows and walls of lower floors. Get to a second or third story for added protection. And the last step, take cover. Get under a desk, large table, or other heavy piece of furniture to protect you from falling objects should the slide rock the structure. <laughs> or knock it from its foundation. Are you ready to rock the structure out of Springfield? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, mudslide! <laughs> We're going to rock your foundation! <laughs> rock your foundation. That's our hit song. <laughs> sure is. Let's see what FEMA has to say about what to do during a mudslide. First thing they say you should do is stay awake. Many debris flow fatalities occur when people are sleeping. Oh, so never go to sleep and you'll be mudslide proof. <laughs> this is outstanding government advice, by the way. Be aware that intense short bursts of rain may be particularly dangerous, especially over longer periods of heavy rainfall and weather. Consider leaving the area if the area you live in is susceptible to landslides and debris flow. I like to be especially alert when driving because, as we've all seen in many movies, yeah. embankments along roadslides are particularly susceptible to landslides. Watch the road for collapsed pavement, mud, fallen rocks, and other indications of possible debris flows. That classic moment where they come around a blind corner and there's always that debris flow across <laughs> the road to keep you from getting away. Or they're driving away from the ground, That's sliding out from underneath them. John Cusack. <laughs> Punch it, Chewie. Contact fire, police, or public works departments. Inform your neighbors. Evacuate. Curl into a tight ball and protect your head if escape is not possible. Go fetal. That's Thanks, that's their Stephen. advice. Wow. Or if so, you've got a mudslide-proof suit, put it on. <laughs> Not particularly useful advice. From FEMA? Shocking. Basically, it's uh, do not get in one. That's how, how to uh, avoid being yep. hurt in a mudslide. Yep. And if you do get in one, call the authorities. And if, maybe they'll get around to you. Maybe if they'll get around to if you If there's eventually. enough money in the budget. And then if none of that applies, curl into a ball and cover your head. And wrap like, yourself in a flag. <laughs> <laughs> this all sounds like just information that they put up just because people were bugging them that they didn't have any information. Yeah. And they're like, well, let's put something up. You're an idiot if you don't know this already. And uh, this is all kind of obvious, but people are bugging us. So let's put it up. Yeah, it seems like after maybe Katrina, they just went, OK, we got to cover ourselves during for every sort of form of disaster that yeah. could possibly happen. How about after? Stay away from the slide area. 
Duh. Listen to local radio and television. Watch for flooding. Check for injured. Or oh, I tra- love Lucy is on. <laughs> it's the mudslide episode. This is awesome. It's so appropriate. Oh, Ricky. <laughs> Check for injured or trapped persons. Help a neighbor who may require. Sp- this is the kind of advice they give you on an airplane. Screw that asshole. Yeah. <laughs> We've had that fence dispute for years. <laughs> now the fence is gone and the yard. Perfect. <laughs> Mother nature is even the, even the playing field. Literally. Replant damaged ground as soon as possible oh, okay. since erosion caused by loss of ground cover can lead to flash flooding and additional landslides. Oh, nice. Now, that's the actual good advice here. Except for the fact that it's not really like time appropriate. Like, or, or <laughs> Because you sit there, you just had a mudslide. You're checking your house for foundational or chimney uh, problems like that all this – your house is going to fall down later as a result of damage occurred. And uh, you got to go out, go to the local nursery and buy a crap load of trees so you can replant your lawns so it doesn't flood again. No, you just need to put your flamingos back in. <laughs> That's right. Like rebar. The, enhance the, the structural integrity of the land. The, the flamingo root structure will grow once the, you replant them. This is the – you know what? I think we may have just hit the nail on the head. We've got the new marketing campaign for the pink flamingo <laughs> manufacturers of the world. Just send a letter. Lawn rebar. Just, just repackage it. <laughs> just remarketing. It, you don't even have to change the product. You just need to change the name on it. Decorative pink flamingo? Screw that. Lawn rebar. And then their uh, final word of advice is to seek advice from a geotechnical expert – to evaluate landslide hazards or designing corrective techniques to reduce landslide risk. It seems like that might be the first thing that you want to do before you like buy your house. Bring <laughs> your geotechnical expert and say, are we in a landslide danger area? And if so, what do I do to deflect it from my home? Do I even know a geotechnical expert? Most of the mudslides on all these lists sort of happened in the 20th century. And I think it's largely because... Uh, Deforestation. Yeah, and like expansion of the places where we were willing to live, Ur- right? Urban centers. Yeah. yeah. A couple hundred years ago, if you went and lived in a place where mudslides happened, it would happen to you once and you go, F this. I'm going to go live somewhere else. This sucks, right? Unless you had a temple at the base of a volcano that kept wiping you out. But... Oh, I was the volcano god. You have yeah. to appease him. <laughs> it's because you're not doing it right. You've got to find somebody who hasn't done it at all and then throw them into the volcano. Yeah. I have an interesting one in history. Okay. This was actually submitted. I haven't checked for accuracy. But this mm-hmm. was submitted by our fan Jeb mm-hmm. in Ciudad Vieja in Guatemala, 1541. Wow, the, 1541. Yeah. It's definitely in history. The city was wiped out in a mudslide when a volcanic lake was spilled over by an earthquake, drowning the city in mud. Just days before, news had arrived that the founder of the city, the infamous butcher Pedro de Alvarado, had been killed while putting down an uprising in western Mexico. His widow went into mourning, hanging black everywhere and crying for days before the torrent of water and mud killed her and probably thousands more. That's a good time. Ciudad Vieja. Well, Ciudad means city. And the volcano is still known as... Volcan del Agua. Volcano of Water? water. Sounds like the kind of place that after that happened, you'd be like, F this, I'm going to go live somewhere else. And yet people still live in Tornado Alley. I I don't get it. I can't comment because I lived in Chilliwack for way too long, (laughs) and it wasn't dangerous there, but man, why? Why was I Dangerous to your soul. Well, we live in a place where there's risk of earthquake and tsunami. Yeah, but it's not like it happens all the time. Well, these mudslides don't happen all the time, like... Yeah. More than once in your lifetime. That's the thing. People don't remember things. Yeah, the only from generation to generation. After these messages, we'll be right back.
each life some rain must fall But too much is falling in mind Into each heart some tears must fall But someday the sun will shine Some folks can lose the blues in their hearts But when I think of you Another shower starts Into each life some rain must fall But too much is falling in mine Into each life some rain must fall But too much, too much is falling in mine Into each heart some tears must fall But someday the sun will shine Some folks can lose the blues in their hearts But when I think of you Another shower starts Into each life some rain must fall But too much is falling in mind Into each and every life Some rain has got to fall But too much of that stuff has fallen into mine And into each heart Some tears has got to fall I know that someday that sun is bound to shine. Some folks can lose the blues in their hearts. But when I think of you, another shower starts. Into each life, some rain must fall. But too much is falling. In the news, Sao Paulo updated January 23rd, 2011. My, my favorite of all the Paulos. Sao? Mm-hmm. The death toll from floods and landslides that devastated a mountainous region near Rio de Janeiro has reached 806, state authorities said on Sunday, as rescue teams scoured the mud for the hundreds still missing. Entire hillsides collapsed last week in the Serrana region, about 60 miles north of Rio, after the equivalent of a month's rain fell in 24 hours. Doi. And that's saying something about Brazil, because Brazil has the rainy season. Mm. It rains Mm -hmm. of the Jesus. Avalanches of mud and water ripped through mainly poor communities, tossing cars atop buildings. Every community in Brazil is mainly poor. (laughs) And burying families alive. Fears are now growing about disease outbreaks in the area. 
Alexandre Padilha, the health minister, visited the worst affected town in Nova Friburgo on Saturday, and state authorities have warned against coming into contact with contaminated river water. I mean, that's one of the problems of these sorts of things. Like, it's you hear about the earthquakes in Haiti and the tsunami recently in Japan, and it's not even necessarily the event itself that does the greatest amount of damage. But as far as the cost of human life is concerned, mm -hmm. like a lot of the you know disease and lack of fresh water and all the rest of that stuff as a result of uh, the turmoil does as much or more damage than the event itself. Fallout, you could say. Mm -hmm. Worst natural disaster in Brazil's history. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, it's probably the same kind of event. Very recently, a number of mudslides happening all over different regions of Brazil. And I'm sure it's from the same sort of like rainfall and precipitation yep. is just causing major mudslides in different provinces yep. in the Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro area, which they're not that far apart, 40-minute flight kind of thing. So it's probably the same distance from Sao Paulo to Rio as it is from Vancouver to Seattle kind of thing. Yeah, yeah but don't tell the like Rio de Janeiroans and the Sao Paulans because they're like Calgary and Edmonton with their rivalry. You their hockey lying. teams are constantly fighting. <laughs> They've got like... 18 soccer teams or something so yeah. they've got like inner rivalries like within sao paulo right you know and I then believe it. And then all of those guys all hate the people from rio duran duran only sang about them <laughs> and all the people from sao paulo and all the people from rio all hate the people from curitiba i hate them too then <laughs> uh, the official death toll has steadily climbed to 785 but that by the time you read this it's almost certain to be even more probably at least a thousand as there are still 400 missing and presumed dead. Mm. The truth is there will never be an exact count of how many people died because not all the bodies will be discovered under the vast areas still covered in mud and debris. Some bodies will have washed down the river and never be seen again, and others in particular areas, eyewitnesses say, were buried by relatives in shallow graves and will likely never be logged on the official death count. Buried alive. I don't what? think when you're being buried by your family member that you're being buried alive. I think... Hopefully, your family is burying you posthumously. I just Hopefully. like that you said debris instead of Debris. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I know. Oh, his arms are crossed, ladies and gentlemen. He is glowering at me. <laughs> and a particularly pouty lower lip. The UN is now saying the events of Rio last week will go down as the eighth worst mudslide disaster in history anywhere in the world. Of course, following Vargas, uh, Vargas incident. The, and possibly the Soviet. Our hearts go out to our Brazilian brothers and sisters. What else you got over there? Oh, Yeah. World's largest mud volcano. This is formerly news. It happened in 2006, but it's ongoing. Yeah, yeah. It's still erupting. Yeah. So, uh, oh, what is it? Explain. The Sidarho Mudflow, or Lapindo Mud, is a mud volcano in the subdistrict of Parang Sidarho in East Java, Indonesia, uh, that has been ongoing since May of 2006. <laughs> I love this. There's some debate as to what actually created it, but uh, a lot of the forensic studies they've done since seem all to point to a blowout of a natural gas well that was being drilled one of those um what do they call those uh, when they pour water into a hole to crack the rock open to get to the natural right. gas hydro drilling process that this is uh more than likely what happened they cracked some rock and then some mud flowed into it and now it's just been bubbling it's up the same sort of thing that we've heard about in the sinkhole episode exactly at its peak this uh this mud volcano was spewing up to one hundred and eighty thousand cubic meters of mud per day wow 180,000 cubic meters of mud. That is awesome. That's more than I could drink. <laughs> Still averages today approximately 30,000 <laughs> cubic meters or 1 million cubic feet uh, of mud, mud per, per day. day. Wow. Uh, it is expected that the flow will continue for the next 25 to 30 years. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> 
Uh, although the Sidarho mud flow has been contained by levees since November 2008, resultant flooding regularly disrupts local highways and villages, and further <laughs> breakouts of mud are still possible. That's awesome. They should rename it to Mudtown. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But uh, P.T. Lapindo Brantas, the company that was drilling the natural gas well, says officially that it was caused by a distant earthquake. wasn't us. No, we didn't nothing to do with it. We didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, that's their defense. But then in the Wikipedia article, it goes in a uh, hydrofracturing. There you go. The the government agents went in there and actually did kind of a forensic study of the whole thing. And they came to the conclusion that it was more than likely that the hydrofracturing process in order to get the natural gas is what caused the disaster. And uh, in the same article, in the same page, they've got uh, satellite aerial photos of the area before and after mm. mud volcano it's pretty awesome or mudcano ah oh, mudcano yeah that should totally become a word tm beach to it fucker <laughs> every time but <laughs> there's a uh, yeah they've got a uh, an aerial photo from 2004 which of course uh, predates the mud volcano yeah. the mudcano by 2 years thank you and then uh, they've got one in 2009 where it it literally looks like there's a giant volcano in the middle it of town. It looks like a big old zit. A big big old mud it's zit. A satellite zit. I didn't realize that there are numerous mud volcanoes around the world. That there are these things that they kind of bubble and flow like yeah. up from the earth. And it's this piping hot, like smoking mud, like coming up from some sort of devilish, hellish region. And it just constantly flows and flows and flows. And then it just, you know, runs off and, you know, piles up somewhere. becomes sedimented river or whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they don't typically end up in the middle of populated areas. Cities. Yeah. Too bad. In, uh, in British Columbia in June of 2010, so the very recent news, there was a mudslide caused by a man-made lake. Now, in the article itself, there's no video of the actual mudslide happening, but the, the, you do see uh, some photos from the after effect. And, uh, you know, you've got a bunch of houses that are pretty much buried and all the rest of that stuff. Where did this happen? Uh, Oliver, B.C. Oliver Town? <laughs> It's look from these photos. It looks like it's all over town. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out that there was a man-made lake, at the top of a hill, and <laughs> it was contained by. Seemed like a good idea at the time. And it was contained by earthworks, mm-hmm. and so one of the earthen containment walls failed, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, sploosh, thousands upon thousands upon thousands. I don't understand of- how would an earthen wall containing water <laughs> fail? Like what? What possible ingredient in the water could be loosening up and softening the earth holding the water back? (laughs) My favorite part is that nobody claimed ownership of the man-made lake. Wasn't Uh, me. (laughs) Yeah. Who made this lake? Yeah, it's what a, was the lake called? There's like a little Sir Humphrey Poops <laughs> Lake. So it was get un- Sir Humphrey Poops on the phone. <laughs> like I guess I don't know where it was located, whether it was near like public land or if it was like between two territories or whatever. But it was I guess it was unclear as to who had actually constructed it. Well, they were nobody, go, nobody was stepping forward. They were going to go look claim. it up in City Hall, but it got washed away. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that was my favorite part of the article. It's like it's so Canadian, right? You just got a bunch of people standing around, like, so uh, what? The, what the hell happened? Eh, we don't know. There's not supposed to be a lake up there. Somebody made it. Who made it? <laughs> I don't know. There's some like little evil genius kid in high school getting mad at being bullied. I'll show them. I'll show them all. I'll spend every single bit of extra time I've got building a man-made lake at the top of the mountain overlooking this city, and soon, soon they'll all be covered in mud. Brainchild. <laughs> We have a couple of uh, videos, uh, but uh, we're going to post these on the website, obviously, causticsodapodcast.com, and uh, it's pretty impressive. Appropriately titled Huge Mudslide. Holy crap. Goodbye, side of a huge hill in front of me. 
And these these like 30, like, 40, 50 foot tall trees yeah. are sliding down a mountainside. The entire height of them is gone within each tree within about a second. Yeah. It, so you're looking at it dro- dropping 50 feet down the mountain right in front of this camera in a second. Impressive in its enormity. When you have a hard time imagining how a mudslide could kill a thousand people, and then you see something like this, and you go, oh. That's there, how. If there were a thousand people under that, they'd be dead. <laughs> exactly. If there were a thousand people living in homes in the middle of the night, <laughs> right underneath that particular mountain slope, that's yeah. how it happens. That's exactly how it happens right there. And then there's a uh, there's another one which um, not so impressive in a grandiose way. But uh, I think this one is in Afghanistan. I guess they know it's coming, but you've got all these people standing by to watch the mudslide go by. And it's just, uh, it just keeps going and going and going. Like the video is three minutes and 59 seconds long. It flows uninterrupted. And this one wow. has a lot of like big, big rocks in it. Yeah, it certainly yeah. illustrates the point that mudslides are carrying the debris. Yeah. If somebody had been standing in that riverbed, look at the size of that boulder that just went flying by. Like, look, there's a guy right down by the riverside, and these rocks are going by that are five times the size of him. Like it does show you what tons and tons of water and some gravity can do. And you can imagine if somebody had been standing in that riverbed. Pulpy. They, <laughs> lesser of two evils. Okay, this is a callback to our blood episode. Anybody missed it? There was a modern artist, a performance artist, who would, uh, who would slowly but surely take blood from himself and keep it, keep it fresh in a freezer. And he would create a mold of his own head. Yeah. And then he would pour the blood into that mold. Every year would create a blood head. A bloodsicle. Love ice and blood. So the lesser of two evils is getting caught in the mudslide or eating an entire blood blood, frozen head. blood head. In one sitting. In one sitting. <laughs> in one sitting. It has to be. It has I mean, to we're be talking, one We're talking about possible death versus eating something gross. Yeah. It has to be in one sitting. You've got to yeah, sit sure. down and do it. It's kind of like a snow cone in a way. Yeah. Um, full of protein. <laughs> in... Fight Club, he makes that comment when he's sitting in that board meeting, you can swallow about a liter of blood. Without getting sick. Without getting sick, right? So a blood head has to be more than a liter of blood. Right. So what kind of sick are we talking about? Like, are you just going to throw up? Or, and if so, do you have to eat the throw up? <laughs> I say no. Or we, are we talking, you could get like some we sort of like... have to finish that bloodhead. That's right. <laughs> but you could get some sort of like iron poisoning or something maybe. Like you could have some sort of like toxic effect maybe. Maybe. From eating too much blood. From eating too much blood. The first indication of iron poisoning by ingestion is a pain in the stomach as the stomach lining becomes ulcerated. Ew. This is accompanied by nausea and vomiting. The pain then abates for 24 hours as the iron passes deeper into the body and damages internal organs, particularly the brain and the liver, and metabolic acidosis develops. The body goes into shock and death from liver failure. <laughs> wow. So, hold, so, so can, I'm totally right. Like, can you get enough iron in a bloodsicle to actually create toxic iron poisoning? Toxic effects begin to occur at doses above 10 to 20 mil- milligrams per kilogram of elemental iron. Ingestions of more than 50 milligrams per kilogram of elemental iron are associated with severe toxicity. So we're going to have to do math to figure out how yeah. many, right. how much iron so, is well, in let's a just, bloodsicle, a head bloodsicle. Let's, let's not do the math. Let's just say. <laughs> it's a possibility. It's a possibility that it could be dangerous. It's, well, here's, so, my, here's my next question. Okay, yeah. I don't know what this artist looks like. So you're going to have to look you at his ugly look mug? At, you look, it, have, have have to look at his face you can just, while you eat it. No, no. You can, you can just lick the back of his head if you want to. <laughs> Has he... Or you Has can start g- at the neck. You can start at the neck. You can start at the top and work your way down. It Is also that- could be he might have a huge head like the size of Billy Quizboy, like just this huge yeah, balloon. Yeah, totally. Head. Oh, yeah. He could this have like a Phil Spector type hairdo. <laughs> 
<laughs> all recreated in blood. Yeah, all recreated in blood. Nice. I, I'm just saying. Here's my next question. Oh, <laughs> can I put whipped cream and a cherry on top? <laughs> yes. But wouldn't blood but you, be kind of a to, savory though? You, you, have to, you have to dip the cherry in blood though. Then no, I won't do it. <laughs> okay, all right. After seeing these videos, I will eat the bloodhead. I will take my chances with iron poisoning because I don't want to get caught in a flow of massive boulders and mud and well, here's buried the thing, and though. crushed. If we uh, accurately follow the uh, how to survive a mudslide mm. section of the Now handbook, that we're educated. Now that we're educated, there's a chance that you hear the rumble, you hear the knocking of boulders together, you look up the right. hillside, you see the shifting of trees, you run lateral to it. Yeah. You could dodge it entirely. You could, No, it's too big. What? Listen, I'm telling you, it's too big. The question is not- Also, you're full of blood. <laughs> That's right. Oh my God! Torres Don't make me run. I'm full of a blood sickle. <laughs> you drink the blood sickle and you got caught in the mudslide. The worst of both worlds. Torrin's answer is both. Uh, but the question or is, or you're asleep, which you shouldn't do. Should never sleep. <laughs> Don't sleep ever. I'm almost leaning towards the mudslide because I have a chance to dodge it. The blood sickle. I'm eating it no matter what. Right? That blood sickle is going to be in my belly. It sure will. <laughs> Okay. So, Until you throw up. So I, I think I'm going to go with mudslide because there's a, a chance of, of 100% avoidance. I'm not taking that chance. Yeah, well, you're rolling the dice with your iron poisoning. That's though. right. You're willing to roll the dice with iron poisoning. Well, I'm worried that my blood skull may be freezer burned as well. <laughs> That's going to make it even less pleasant. Yeah, it might be a little scabby. You might have to. It might, it might be crunchy in parts. <laughs> you can't just like lick it like a snow cone. You actually have to chow down. I don't know. I can't decide. Yeah, there could be a total scabby component. We never even thought of that. How do you like eating scabs there, Joe? I've done it. Everybody's <laughs> done it. But did you enjoy it? I, did, I didn't die from it like I would in a, in a mudslide. That's why they made scab-shaped and flavored potato chips. <laughs> what? Because it was so popular. <laughs> that company would go out of business. Although Lady Gaga is doing a perfume based on blood and semen, so what do, what do I know? Oh, good. I don't like the smell of either of those. <laughs> I know. And then put them together? Good Lord. Just uh, make you go crazy with the I, sex lust. Is, is it just being called HIV? Is that? It's going to be called gag. Uh, well, I still don't have an answer from, uh, from you there, Torn. Pregnant silence. It's very rare that you get to use the word pregnant when dealing with Torn. I'm going to go with the head. I'm going to go with the blood sickle. You're gross. I'm going to go with the blood sickle. Even though I agree. Like, really I'm assuming there's I'm, – I'm not going to go – I'm not. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you, Kevin. I'm going to say there's no chance of me getting out of the way of that mudslide. Well, you, you, and I that's mean, the fact. It does say that you have to be in shape to get out of the way of the mudslide. <laughs> that's Young the deciding factor. Torn can sit down while he consumes the head, whereas you'd have to be up and mobile you, in order to try to survive could, the mudslide. You could watch a movie while drinking the blood sickle. Right. You could be watching have a vampire movie film festival while you drink your blood sickle. <laughs> also, by the you time probably, I finish, you have to drink that blood sickle quick because you don't want it melting. Well, on no, you. that's what it's, that's what I'm counting on. I'm gonna eat it slow. No, no, it's gonna be and a because be I'm gonna get a blood sickle headache. No, it'll be from a, eating that blood <laughs> head too oh, fast. Oh, I forgot about that. I get those all the time. Uh, no, no, not blood sickle headaches. It's in, a, it's, it's in a drip pan, so you're not gonna get away from. Drinking oh, it'll be so easy blood. to drink it later. Oh, no, it's fine. I, I only have to eat half of it because the second half will be liquid. Then I'll just yeah, but you wash down that blood sickle with thawed blood sickle. You, you can't let it sit long enough to coagulate, though. Why can't I? Oh, then you're eating scab. Yeah. Is it good? I don't know if that's better or worse. My one sitting is probably going to be like four hours long. I guess that's because I'm I'm just going to pick at enough. it. That's not enough. To I'm a nibbler. <laughs> I'm going to pick at it. Pop culture. Pop culture. We have Pop. to go back to romancing the stone. Romancing the stone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Romancing the stone. A uh, great movie, by the way. Anybody who hasn't seen it. Yeah, it was really good. Fantastic. Kathleen Turner when she was. Oh my goodness. Hot. 
Like, really sexy. The scene that we're talking about, of course, is when they go tumbling down that hillside and that, uh, you know, river of mud. And yeah. they uh, comically, Michael Douglas ends up with his head landing right That's in her right. crotch. crotch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, as a burgeoning young adult watching somebody bury their head in Kathleen Turner's crotch when I thought she was sexy as all hell yeah. was uh, kind of exciting. I wish I were Michael Douglas. You were the target audience back oh, when yeah. that came out. Absolutely. I have a hard time. See, in that movie, she's supposed to be the, the, the writer. author yeah. of these hot and heavy romance, mm-hmm. but her character is supposed to be this mousy, not attractive kind of, you know. What? No, she's not supposed to be mousy and not attractive. That's what all be... the descriptions in the movie say. Well, they're wrong. They all say <laughs> she lives vicariously through her books. Because oh. she's not like an adventuress or anything like that. Yeah, she's... no, like she's uptight, but she's not mousy and unattractive. You know, she's very comfortable in her she-she New York apartment, and nah. you know, she uh, you know doesn't want to go outside the, her bubble. Her well, safe. Com- compare it's the Twilight to... books to the Twilight author. She's like a weird Mormon housewife, uptight person, and is writing these weird, crazy underage vampire sex novels. Well, except the fact <laughs> that it's all about abst- abstaining from sex. I also wanted to point out that. Romance in the Stone is like the poor man's Raiders of the Lost Ark, as far as I'm concerned. It seemed almost like it was created to, we like that uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it was really expensive. Can we do a cheaper and somehow more popular version with a bit more comedy in it? Karen Allen never had the kind of sex appeal that oh, Kathleen yeah. Turner did. No? No. She had more sass. She sass did have is more attractive. Sass. Uh, well, the sass Kathleen, was about Eva. Kathleen Turner had a lot of sass. Absolutely. I remember not liking that movie. Okay. Well, that's but I haven't seen it since it came out. You missed out. I could see why. I mean, it was a, it was kind of a fun romp type movie. Danny and, DeVito. And you, don't, you don't like fun. Danny DeVito. In the trailer, Dan, Danny DeVito breaks the fourth wall. Oh, and when Danny DeVito is Because he's running... like talking on the phone to some guy. Yeah. I'm not going back. I'm like, okay, I'm going back. And then he turns to the camera and you're coming with me. <laughs> see? Genius! Comedy <laughs> genius! And he goes, wah, 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 wah. I'm the penguin. <laughs> uh, there was a Batman the Animated Series episode called Mudslide. Was it about Clayface, with though? Clayface in it, yeah. Oh, Clayface is a good uh, Mudslide character. He was losing his cohesion. That right. was, that was mm. his problem. Right. Just like, that was, was a great one. Yeah, Same there was some scientist with... who was trying to figure out a way to get him back together, but yeah. at the end of the episode, he just kind of falls in those fights and everything, but he falls into the water and just kind of dissipates. Yeah, uh, there's a character in the DC Universe called Mudslide. He's relatively new, though. His first appearance is in Outsiders number 27, which was April 2010. Yeah. So he is less than a year old as a character, but he's a pretty cool-looking character. Mm-hmm. And his name is Mudslide. And his name is Mudslide. He belongs, he's affiliated with the Masters of Disaster, which sounds uh, like so he's sounds a bad like, guy. Sounds like a wrestling Hangs team. Hangs out with Earthquake and... Oh, natural disasters, of course. Major disaster. In yeah, so they're the DC all universe. they're all like uh, villains with powers or affiliations oh. to natural disasters. I'm let's, sure there's one of them see. called tsunami, cold snap, dust devil, heat dust stroke, devil, and mudslide. And mudslide. There you go. Clearly, and team leader new wave. That's got to be a tsunami character. Yeah. Masters of disaster. Let's let's form a team. Based on our superpowers. Oh, New Wave <laughs> is dressed up as a 1980s New Wave rocker. Singer. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. But her powers are tsunami in nature. Unless, of course, her origins are actually in the 80s. Uh, first that, appearance was 1984. Creating a, a, a band of supervillains based on natural disasters. Not on how well they fight together or whether or not their personalities yeah. are compatible yeah. or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> I never really actually liked that. When you got those like theme teams where they all sort of like, fit like a specific theme as opposed to like the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, one of the greatest bad guy teams of all time. And none yeah. of their powers had anything to do with one another. And it, but, but they all had the same ideology. driving force, the same yeah. ideology yeah. exactly behind yeah. them. 
So this whole like pulling people together just because they all fit this thematically, it's never worked. What about the elementals? Yeah, Although they didn't work, they were a total yeah. mess. I was to say, like they sucked. They hated each other. Yeah, and they slept together, the, and, and that's the way yeah. it should be. You it, take, yeah. <laughs> that's called drama. You take all the great superhero teams in comic book history, and none of them are theme teams. All the X Men were mutants. 